edition of Sunday Morning Live from Fresh Fire Church. Today's message from Pastor Adam will encourage and strengthen your walk with Christ. If you would like to be a partner with Fresh Fire Church for $15 a month or more, become our patron on Podbean or visit freshfirechurch.net. And now, let's join the service. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't he awesome? Glory, glory. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Glory, glory, glory. Awesome God. Awesome God. Well. Hallelujah. Yes. Jesus, 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 hallelujah, well, just, I said earlier when we opened, we miss everybody who's not here today, but I'm so glad you're here, I mean, no, God always knows who will be here and who'll have something for you. Yes, he will. He is faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We started last week on this message. I didn't get very far in it. Sheltered by the shepherd we were talking about. Sheltered by the shepherd in Psalms 91. And Anyway, we didn't get very far, but we, we sort of alluded to and got as far as uh, talking about we can get to the secret place. And while we were just in worship, we can, we can enter into the secret place. Yes, we can enter into the secret place, a place where, 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 where we're present, but we're really not here. Remember, I sort of said we're, we're, we're here, and when we go into worship, I, my body may be here, but I'm really not here, right? That, that our spirit can connect on another level, really, with God. Hallelujah. And that we're, we're hearing and sensing and, 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 and gaining strength from him. That's why worship is so important. It's not just a couple cute songs and a poem and then we move on. But worship is vital in our lives that where we can connect and get to the secret place. Where we can get to a place where he will strengthen and revive and refresh us. How many of you know that just life itself can cause you and I to become weary? Amen. Life can just cause you and I to become weary real quick. And so it, it's important that we're able to connect with God on another level. Just let me just tell you, just coming to church isn't enough. Just just showing up and putting in time is not enough that we have to connect on another level. That's why that, that's why Psalms 91 is so important. It says he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under his shadow under the shadow of the almighty. Amen. We have to be able to abide there. We have to be able to take up refuge there and, and what God will do for you and I when we can stay connected to him. I, I've used the analogy before that, that the only way that these lights and the only way that TV camera works back there, if it's plugged into the power source. Yeah, right? The only way this microphone works, if it's plugged into the power source, the moment we cut it off from the power source, it don't work. That's the same manner of which it is with you and I and God. We have to stay connected. Say, stay connected. Uh-huh. See, we've got to stay connected to the power source. 
He is our power source. And the minute that you and I allow ourselves to become disconnected, you'll begin to notice a lack of power, a lack of surge. Hallelujah. Yes. Are you with me today? All right. I'm glad. Stay connected to the power source. Hallelujah. Let, let, let me just say this before we, we go into this word today. Listen. Uh, uh, mm. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. When we come into the presence of God, see, I told you last week that we come into church and when we're in worship, I'm here, but I'm not really here. And some people were like, huh? You know, yes, you see me, but spiritually I'm somewhere else. Remember I told the analogy that the, the, the folks who work upstairs where Geneva is today, their job is to follow me into the secret place because sometimes I'll change it, you know, on, on it like we changed it today. We didn't sing all everything we were planning to sing, right? But they, they just go on a dime. The same thing with the people on the platform, where we were going to go and where we went was somewhere else. And so, listen, we can come into church and the Lord will change that and he'll change it for a reason, Meaning he, he's trying to do something or get something to you and that you need to be able to take advantage of in that moment. And a lot of times we'll come into church and leave church and not, not fully grasp what it is that he wanted. There's times we'll leave church and I'm like, God, I know you wanted to do more. Mm -hmm. but, but either sometimes I didn't allow it, sometimes I missed it, sometimes we're not obedient. There's a whole various of reasons. But anytime you and I come into his presence and, and you, we start stirring up and drawing on his presence, you should be like a sponge ready to just soak up whatever it is, God, you want to do. Lord, whatever it is you want to do in me. And so when we get into his presence like that, it, it's important that you are just ready to receive whatever it is that he wants to, to provide to you. That's why, that's why in worship we lift our hands or we put our hands out. It's saying, Lord, I, I'm ready to receive. Lord, I surrender whatever you want to you wanna impart into my life. Right? We, we, we don't just do it because we're charismatic or Pentecostal or whatever label you want to put on us. Right? We, but we, we do it because we're, it's an outward sign saying, God, I'm ready to willing to surrender and receive whatever it is that you have. Hallelujah. That's why someone in here can get blessed and someone three seats down from you won't. You, you didn't come to receive. You came to check in. Oh, I preached a message one time. Uh, are, 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 you a, are you a hotel or a home? Because you check into a hotel, you don't stay. What we've made church is a place to check in, right? We, we just check in, check out, but we're, we're not a place that he can abide. Oh, that's, is that too real? Right? That, that's true. We'll check in. Lord, 1030, I've checked in. Bless me, Jesus. Hallelujah. 12, 1230, 1. Two, no. Whatever time we get out of church, well, I'm done. Now bless my whole week. While I do what I want to do, not fully live for you, but God give me everything you promised. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Geneva, put that music on for me. The Lord was started to show me a few things. We're going to go into Psalms 91, but he started showing me some stuff in worship. Do you know Hobby Lobby has hundreds of incredible... 
Hyundai Tucson versus Toyota RAV4. What in the world? Hyundai Tucson. Hallelujah. Just ignore it. That, that's just the devil. He wants to try to disrupt what, we're, what God wants to speak to you. He just wants to disrupt. My, my, my. Holy Spirit, have your way and speak to us. We'll just bind and arrest any distraction of the enemy in this moment. Any distraction from the enemy in this moment. We declare today an open heaven over this place. The Lord, you would speak loudly and Lord, that you would speak clearly to your people reign and rule in this room today that Lord whatever we've come seeking or in need of that Lord we have the, 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 the attitude the mindset the, the spirit within us to receive it in the name of Jesus just breathe through this room today oh God breathe through this room today We surrender fully to you. Have your way in this room. Have your way in our lives. In the name of Jesus. My, my, my. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Huh. A couple of weeks ago, Ramona, we had a conversation briefly. Remember, I said something to you. There was a reason more of a reason you were here right. uh-huh and while we were in worship I kept seeing you because I play with my eyes closed most of the time but I kept seeing Ramona and I could hear her a little bit, but I could see her. It was like the Lord kept showing you to me. And one of the things that I believe that God has for you to be, and that he's just raising up in you, and you might already know it, is that you're to be an agent of change. That, that I don't even know fully you're aware of what you carry with you. That when you walk into a room, you shift an atmosphere. When you start praising God, you shift atmospheres. So that's what I mean by you're an agent of change. That, that, that when you walk into a room or when you start joining us and leading in the presence of God, you're taking us into his presence. That, that if you were literally able to look in the spirit behind you, you'd see people following you into his presence. 
that he's trying to take you to a deeper place. I, I believe a place deeper than you've ever been before in him, where, where, where you're going to start seeing and hearing more than probably you've ever seen or heard before in your life because of finding your way into the secret place for yourself. But what's awesome is that when we find the secret place for ourselves, it's not just for us, but it's for us to provide to others. And so if you begin to just find your own secret place and dwell there, what you're going to find is I believe what God wants to do with you here is to help lead these people in a greater way and in and, 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 and a deeper manner to revolutionize not just your worship, but others' worship. And out of that is going to come word. It's not just about worship, but there's a word in you. There's a word in you. You, 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 you've given like little nuggets right here and there. But what I believe is out of it, as God shows you more and more things, you're going to have more to say, more to say, much wisdom, much knowledge, but it's, and it's going to be by the spirit of God. It's going to be what he reveals to you for such a time as this. I hope what I'm saying makes sense to you, but it, it is, it is for that, that truly in the spirit, what I could see while we were worshiping is that you, here you are leading you know, I may be up here, but 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 the Lord had said some time ago it was it was time that others started leading into the presence that I, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be me, it wasn't supposed to be me leading the church into the presence of God. That that truly in the spirit, when you start looking behind you, you'll see the congregation following you. In other words, you have influence to be an agent of change, meaning you have influence over the lives of so many other people that you don't even realize it just yet but you have influence when you walk into a room, when you walk into a room with family, friends, wherever you go, you have influence at the workplace, in the house of God, you have influence. That's why you are an agent of change. Wherever you are going, you are shifting atmospheres. So be careful when you go into Walmart. Watch what I'm telling you, because you've heard my stories about going to Walmart, right? That it's a, it's a ministry ground, right? Every time I go there, be careful because you'll start shaking things wherever you go. So when you start seeing things becoming uneasy or things that used to be stable starting to shift, just know it's because of where God's moving you to in the spirit. It's, it's shaking and things may look a little chaotic, but it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be that way because what God is releasing you into, it, you're an agent of change atmospheres people's attitudes are going to start changing they may even look a little irritated around you but it's because you're an agent of change uh, what i've learned is when you when god has anointed you to do something not everyone will be comfortable around you right they get just like it's like making the devil uncomfortable and so uh, that's what you're you are shifting atmospheres there's there's things you're going to be doing and completing in the spirit realm that in the natural you'll never understand, but you will by being in the secret place. As you are worshiping and as you worship every day and as you're just talking to God, he'll start revealing things to you. Just just an open heaven overview. I believe that. I believe that. That's why I said there was, there was more for you. You have an assignment. This isn't an assignment I'm giving you. This is an assignment, a heavenly assignment. And it's not even just about this place. It's, it's, it's a, really like a mantle that you're going to carry. And so wherever you go and whatever you do, you're an agent of change for the kingdom because right? it's about his kingdom. Amen.
agent of change. Agent of change she is. Hallelujah. 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 Agent of change. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Back to Sister Ramona, can we pray for you? Let's just seal it up right now. Believe it and call it to be done. Hallelujah. 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 Church, just stretch your hands forward if you can. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you that, Lord, you send it to accomplish what it desires. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus, Lord, we seal your word. God, we just declare she would be an agent of change, that, Lord, wherever she goes, whatever she's involved or whatever she lays her hand to, God, wherever her feet take her, Lord, she'll be an agent of change. God, I just thank you that I, I see, Lord, as a, just a spiritual arsonist, that, God, wherever she goes, she'll start fires. God, wherever she goes, whoever she comes in contact with, God, she'll just start fires. The fires will begin to burn all around her, God, that when she opens her mouth, she'll be a fire starter. That, that's what I see. When you open your mouth, when you start opening your mouth in worship, when you start opening your mouth, and prophesying and declaring and speaking what God's showing you, you're going to be a fire starter for, for the kingdom. You're just going to light fires. So when you were singing that song, set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, you didn't know it or not. You were prophesying over yourself in that moment. You, you were prophesying over your future. So Father, I thank you that Lord, you've begun a fire in her that cannot be contained, that cannot be controlled, and that God, wherever she goes, whatever she does, that Lord, she will, she will be a fire starter for you, a spiritual arsonist, God, for the thing of the kingdom. So Father, do it. Lord, I, we pray that, Lord, it would be sealed up and stirred up. And Lord, out of her, God would just flow rivers of living water. That, Lord, everywhere she goes, she'll be able to sense, Lord, the, the, the temperature of where she's at. But God, she'll, 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 she'll lead people, Lord, into your presence. God, she'll, she'll lead them into the, the deep places, into the secret place of you. So Father, I thank you for your word. God, do something new and unique within her, God. I thank you, Lord, you're taking her to another dimension in you, a deeper place in you and the name of Jesus. I thank you, the Lord, every hindrance and every uh, a, a way in which the enemy has tried to hinder and quench and stop and stall even her worship in this deep place in her walk. God, we thank you, the Lord, it would be thwarted and aborted now in the name of Jesus. And that, God, that your assignment would, would take hold, your assignment and the very anointing and mantle that, God, you want to release her into, God, I praise you and I thank you, the Lord, it will come to pass. The Lord, she walks in it now. She walks in it as of now. You've called her to a not, another 
place, a deeper place, God, a higher place in you. So we decree it and we declare it. We just say it shall be established that God, great things will begin to happen. Lord, great things shall begin to lead this place, Lord, into the presence of God to a deeper place. God shall begin to lead other people, Lord, around her. God, she's going she's gonna to dwell in the secret place. She's going to dwell there. You're going to talk to her day and night. Lord, while she's driving, Lord, when, when she's shopping, you're going to just talk to her in the secret place, in the secret place. He's going to start showing you, revealing things to you just, just in the most uh, unusual ways because he's going to show you in the secret place because you dwell there, because you're going to stay there. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We give you glory and honor. Now, God, burn deep within her. Holy Spirit, I just thank you that the very fire of God would consume and burn deep within her, deep within her, that, that, that just everything that, that, that needs to go, everything, every weight, every burden, everything that has caused her, God, grief and, and turmoil and sleepless nights, everything that has weighted her down, God, we just thank you that your fire burns it up in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against her would prosper. No weapon and every tongue that rises against it, according to your word, would be condemned. Fire of God, I just thank you that you'll be unleashed upon her life, through her life, and come out of her life now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, burn, burn, burn over her life in the name of Jesus. My God. Jesus. Hiratarabase. Jesus. Jesus. He and Yes. place struggling with just discouragement almost despair I don't want to embarrass you I think there might be more than one amen somebody else
Scott, come on. Let, let us pray with you, Scott. Anybody else? I, I know that there's more than one. Come on. Come with us. Scott, come on. We're going to pray for you. The enemy uses discouragement to get you and I to a place of despair to end us in a place of depression. Somebody might already be landed in depression. Anybody else? Quickly. We're not doing anything funny. We just want to help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. I know there's one more. Let me put it to you this way. You maybe don't know what is going on. You just know you're just not yourself. I know what that's like. You just, I'm just not myself. I can't put my finger on it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If not, we're going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. church stretch your hands forward just start praying for these folks hallelujah just start praying for him hallelujah thank you jesus father i just thank you for your word that says do not be discouraged do not be dismayed that lord your word tells us don't don't be discouraged don't have a nervous breakdown what you see but be encouraged be encouraged today father i pray just a, a, a release from discouragement a release from despair in the name of jesus over every part of their life a release from every area of darkness a release from every area that looks that looks impossible a release from everything that they're seeing god right now i pray in the name of jesus for help Lord, you, you said that, that, that your help cometh from the Lord. So, Father, today you are our help. And so, Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus, we bind up discouragement. We bind up despair. Lord, we bind up depression in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I thank you that, Lord, we operate by the, by the things of the Spirit. And so, Father, I pray today a, a brand new level of faith, a brand new depth to our faith, God. Faith the size of a mustard seed. You can say that, Lord, we can speak to a mountain, move from here to there. So, Father, I thank you that, Lord, discouragement, despair, those things that, Lord, they've been dwelling in and they've been surrounded in. God, I thank you right now that, Lord, they'll have a release from it in the name of Jesus. In fact, Lord, we just rebuke it right now. We rebuke it from having a stronghold over your life, being rooted into your life. There's been discouragement all around you, everywhere you go. It's almost like you're carrying it with you. But today you'll shed it like skin. You'll shed it like the skin of a snake in the name of Jesus. And that, Lord, I just thank you that joy would overwhelm them and joy unspeakable right now. The joy of the Lord would be your strength. So, Father, I thank you today that, that let this be a beginning of a brand new day. Lord, over with discouragement, over with despair. And, Lord, let the real joy of the Lord be their strength. Lord, well, they'll, they'll be able to see the goodness 
goodness of God in every situation, the goodness of God in every circumstance. I pray right now, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, be free, be free from all the whispers of the enemy, from all the things that are going wrong, from all the things that look like they'll never get, never get right. But God, I thank you today that we already have victory in the name of Jesus. So Father, I declare victory over their life, victory over their life in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, victory over their life in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus right now, in the name of Jesus. Now just breathe upon them, Holy Spirit. Strength, empowerment, empowerment, uh-huh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. April, I don't know if you were up for promotion or if one is coming. And it may not even be at the same place. But the whole time I pray for you, you've been praying to get out of something and for change. You've been desiring it. And it's almost as if the change is going to come something you, I think it's more of the, along the lines that you don't believe that you're qualified for it. God has already given you favor for it. And so as soon as the, the opportunity is revealed to you, take a step because God has already given you favor. He's already given you favor. Now, I'm saying it publicly because I believe in being held accountable for a word, but I kept seeing it higher. You know, that God was taking you higher, or a promotion of some kind. And I, I'm just not sure it's exactly where you are, but you're, you're going to see it. You're going to see something that it interests you. It will intrigue you. It's, it's where your desire lay. It, it's, it's like you've been waiting for this opportunity. You've been longing for it almost within you. You may not fully be even be aware of it, but it's, it's almost as if when you see the opportunity available and you see it come up, you'll be like, I know, I want that. And God's already given you favor for it. All right? What you have to do now is just believe that he's given you the favor for it. Even when you apply, when you take the step for whatever that may be, I see it almost as a promotion though. All right. That you believe it, that you're going to walk in that favor and it's yours. And if you'll believe it, you'll receive it. You'll, you'll accept it. You know how many jobs I landed as a pastor, but all the jobs I had before this, I was not qualified for. None of them. Not a one of them. And I left a cushy job with good money and all of those great things for ministry, right? But I wasn't qualified. I didn't, have a, I didn't ever even have a degree in finance. But yet everyone brought their money to me to invest. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When you see it, when you see this opportunity, 
you're gonna you're gonna feel it in your spirit maybe for the first time you've ever felt something like that you're gonna know i want that that's what i'm called to do and god has already given you the favor for it to be yours even whoever you might interview with they might you might think they don't like you doesn't matter god gave you favor god gave you favor god gave you favor and I can almost see the people around you frustrated because they're not going to understand why they chose you. Right? It'll make sense in, in, in a short period, I believe. So don't let it confuse you. Just wait for the opportunity. And when it comes, you'll know. Amen. Change is coming. Change is coming. Hallelujah. Change is coming. Yes. My, my, my. Change is coming. Lord. Uh huh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for change. Thank you, Lord, for where you're taking us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you glory and honor and praise. Yes, hallelujah. We give you glory and honor and praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. Yes. Hallelujah. My, my, my. It's already working and moving and speaking. Thank you, Lord. Last week, we started Psalms 91. I'm not going to get very far with it. That's all right, because he's already speaking and ministering to you. I'm going to add to a little bit of what he's saying. I left off last week saying one statement. As we looked at uh, Psalms 91, I, I brought into the mix of that about Job. And I said, one of the last things I said to you last week was that, that Job never accepted his condition to be his reality. He never accepted everything that went wrong in his life to be his reality. He always knew that, that, that it was coming to an end. He always knew that there would be a, a, a change or a shift. Hallelujah. He, he, he always knew it, it wouldn't end right there. And so he never accepted it to be his, his reality. Remember, I, I said just at the very end that he, he, he didn't know how long he would have to be in the condition that he was in, but he knew that it was not his reality. You and I don't always know how long we're going to be in a situation, but we need to know that it won't always be our reality. 
Where we are right now is not where I'm going to be forever. What I'm dealing with right now is what I, I'm not going to have to deal with forever. That, that's where our faith comes into play. Are you hearing me? Our faith comes into play there, that where I am right now is not my reality. What I'm seeing right now is not my reality. But that's where my, my, when my faith comes into play. And the very final thing I said is that when, when Job says, when, when it is over, he said, I shall come forth as pure gold. He said, when it is over, I will come forth as pure gold. So in other words, Job was able to, uh, to trust God even when he couldn't trace God. Amen. Even when you and I can't find and, and figure out exactly where God is, when you don't have any trace of God at all, you and I have to be able to trust him. Hallelujah. That's why he said, he who uh, abides under the shadow of the Almighty, if we can get to the secret place, then you and I have the ability of trusting him, even if we can't see him. How many of you know we live through things in life that sometimes we can't see God in it at all? Anybody else ever go through stuff and you're just like, God, where are you in this? I, I don't see you. I don't sense you. I don't, I don't know at all. But see, that's where you and I sh should be able to trust God, even on, when I can't trace him. Someone needs to receive that as their word today. God, I'm going to trust you even when I can't trace you. Even when things look terrible. Even when I feel terrible. Oh, God. E even when, when finances are bad. Even when, when I am discouraged. I'm going to trust you even when I can't trace you. Hallelujah. That's what he's called us to do. Job had to have that mentality. Job's children had died. He lost his livestock. He lost his money. He lost his prosperity, right? His body was, was a wreck. But he said, God, I'm I'm going to trust you even when I can't trace you because I know in whom you are and I, and I have to believe that this what I'm enduring right now is not forever it's not forever hallelujah thank you Jesus it's not forever amen Lois said amen it's not forever where we are right now it's not forever because even if I can't trace you God I'm going to trust you e even if I don't feel any better I'm going to trust you Yes, e even if nothing is changing in the circumstance I'm in, I'm going to trust you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I had somebody tell me the other day, I just need you to trust me. Anybody ever ask you to trust them and they've given you no reason to really trust them, right? It's like someone saying, let me, let me borrow money. I'll pay you back and they never do. And then they ask you again. If you give it to them again, that's on you, right? I had somebody tell me that there was no reason for me to trust them. You know, they, they've made, a, you know, a few mistakes along the way. They said, oh, just trust me. No. I See, I, people are not like God. I can trust God when I can't trace him. But I, I can't just trust you when, when you've given me no reason to trust you, right? But God has given you and I should has, have shown you reasons why you should be able to trust him. That's why when things are bad right now, when we were playing, praying earlier for people who are down in discouragement, you can, you can trust God. God, even when you can't trace him, you might not be able to see him in life right now or, or, or in circumstances or on the job or in family issues or in relationships. But even if I can't trace him, if I can't see anything about him, I trust that he is there. I trust that he is in the midst of it. Amen. And so trust God, even when you can't trace him, that, that was something that Job understood. That's something that Moses, who I believe is the real writer of Psalms 91, as others think it's someone else, but I, I really believe it's Moses because 
because Moses understood what it is to trust God even when you can't see him, when you're walking into circumstances blindly. He understood what it was to lead people who were ungrateful and bucking and complaining all the time. Hallelujah. So he knew how to trust God even when he couldn't tra trace God. He knew what, what that was like. Hallelujah. Even when you can't trace him. He knew what it was like at, at, to be sheltered by a shepherd. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. You're going to help us to trust you even more. Trust you even more. Hallelujah. Even when we can't trace you. Hallelujah. I'm grateful and thankful that, that as we read Psalms 91, I, I'm going to read just a, a couple of these verses of it because I'm not going to get very far. But let, let me back up. If you have it, Psalms 91, we'll start in verse, verse 1 here. Hallelujah. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day. Let me read that verse five again. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. You, in other words, you shall not be afraid by what you cannot see. There's a word in there. I'm going to say it again. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. We'll stop right there. It shall not come near you. Hallelujah. When you and I walked into the building today, there were little stickers probably on the door, outside on the lawn, right? Somewhere as you enter the building, it says this building's protected by ADT. The other office building says it's protected by Security Systems of America to let folks know if they want to break in and take what we got, an alarm's going to sound. We're covered. We're protected. Are we not? In other words, Psalms 91 is a, is a reminder to you and I that, that God monitors who and what gets into our life. Just like the church says that it is protected by ADT. This isn't a promotion. They don't, they don't, they don't sponsor our program or anything like that. We're, we're protected by ADT. You and I need to understand that we are protected by J-E-S-U-S, -S, right? We're, we're protected. We're covered by him. So whoever comes in and out of our life or whatever comes into our life or out of our life, you need to understand that when, when, when someone or something comes into your life uh, or, or when someone decides to mess with you and I, it's like an alarm goes off. 
it said there a thousand can fall on one side and ten thousand at the other. I want you to begin to try to get a visual of what, what sort of happens when, when wrong things start happening to you, when, when things try to attack your life that God never destined to be a part of your life. Or when people, how many know there are some people that are, are leeches in your life and, and they try to attach to your life, but you know they're not supposed to be. They're the kind of people that when they call, you sort of go. <sighs> Nobody else does that? Thank you, Gloria. Glory's being honest. Hallelujah. Amen. People that try to attach and be a part of your life, that you, 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 they're just draining on you. They're, they're just draining your battery. They're just taking all the strength that you got. You need to understand something that what Psalms 91 is a reminder to you and I is that they're, they're like the sign that's out here on the church that says protected by ADT. When, when people try to connect into your life or when the devil himself is attacking you in your life with sickness or disease or financial hardships or whatever area that you might be attacking, there's alarms going off that you can't hear. He said a thousand can fall at one side and 10,000 at the other, but he's saying it won't come near you. In other words, a, a burglar can get in the building, but it, there's alarms going off that they can't hear. And a, some accompaniment will show up at this church that they're not expecting because they can't hear the alarm. Your enemies, the devil can't always hear the alarm and what's on its way to your, to your help and your aid. Is anybody hearing me? Around the church, we have panic buttons, you know, for for things that might happen while we're in service. I'm serious. You know, it's security. So if the wrong person decides to show up or someone wants to be whatever, and we need help in here, we have panic buttons. They got them upstairs. We got them. Usually someone's carrying a panic button in their pocket, right? And, 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 and you can just push it. And so it'll send the popo and the police and the firemen, whatever it is we need, right? And yet while, while whoever's up to no good isn't aware of it, there's some help on the way. Are you starting to hear what I'm saying? A thousand can fall at one side and 10,000 at the other, but it won't come near you. God's saying, I, I might let it get close to you, but I won't let it get to you, right? I I'll let it get within reach. I might get it, let it get within a place that it could cause fear or harm or, 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 or fear to you or, or get you a little anxious or whatever. But he's saying, but, but it shall not come near you, right? It, it'll be within close enough where you can see it, where you can sense it, right? I, when you get a big enough fire going, you can feel the heat, but it won't harm you unless you step into the fire. Amen. The same thing is true. God's saying, hey, there will be things in your life that I'll allow it to have access and come near your life, but it won't ever because he said there's an alarm that's going off that the enemy can hear, that people that try to bring harm into your life that, that they, they can't hear. Angels start flying in that you can't even see. See, that's what you don't understand is that when, when, when I'm in the midst of trouble, the reason I don't, I, I, I may be down. I said something last week about I've been battling discouragement. I don't stay in discouragement because I know that even though I might see a situation that's wrong or bad or whatever, that I'm not staying there because while I am in the midst of discouragement or struggling with it, God is dispatching angels on my behalf that I cannot see. God does that with you. Are you hearing me? There, there's times I'll just say, God, I don't know what it is I need. I just need help. And he'll send help. You need to know there are angels that are being dispatched to you and I that you and I can't even see. Help is on the way. Help is on the way for you and I. Earlier when we were praying and we were praying for a few things and giving a word to a few people, help was being dispatched on their way. You may not feel different. You don't have to necessarily feel anything. It's about what I know in the spirit 
spirit. I know things shift whenever I can see in the spirit that help has been dispatched from heaven, that, that angels have been dispatched to do something and to accomplish something different in your life. Hallelujah. Help has been dispatched. Amen. It, it's just like the paramedics or 911 when they're called here on the earth. When you and I begin to call out on help for God, he dispatches angels on your and I's behalf that we cannot see. That's why I believe Job was able to say uh, that when I come out of this, I'll be, uh, 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 I'll be as, as pure gold. Right. Because he, he knew I wouldn't be I won't stay here. I'm not going to stay in what I'm in the midst of. Uh, but that help has been sent on my behalf. You need to know that today. Allow Psalms 91 to be an encouragement and a help to you and I that help is on the way. Somebody say help, help. is on the way. Yes, it is because I'm sheltered by the shepherd. Yes, I'm sheltered. That's what, that's what Psalms 91 is all about, is being sheltered by the shepherd. You, you maybe can't see him, but I'm sheltered. That, that's what Psalms 91 is talking about. I'm covered. I'm protected. Right? He, he is my bodyguard. Right? When, when harm tries to come near me, that's why the Bible says no weapon formed against me would be able to prosper. It's because I'm sheltered by the shepherd. So, so come for me, but I'm sheltered by the shepherd. Right. The, the enemy can attempt to do things to you and I, but we're sheltered by the shepherd. I'm covered. I'm protected. You, you can't see it or not, but I have bodyguards. All of you in this room need to understand you have bodyguards that no one around here can see. Yeah. Are you hearing me? That, that's why I don't walk in fear about anything. Yeah. Right. I, I told you about the guy I sort of got into it with three times my size. Put my finger in his chest the other week right up the street here. It's because I knew I had bodyguards that he couldn't see, right? <laughs> Gloria's like, you crazy. I know that other lady that lived next door thought I was. She's, she was like, I didn't think you had that in you. Why? Because I'm small. Right? I ain't afraid of no ghost, right? Because right? <laughs> what I understand is that I walk with bodyguards, you, you need to, I trust in God enough to know he is with me. He goes before me. Now, I don't, I don't try to test God in that too much. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't pick fights just for the sake of let's see God do this now. But I don't do that. It's when I know that I know that God is with me. I, when I sense it by the Spirit of God, when, when I sense the boldness of the Holy Spirit come on me, then I know I'm covered by the anointing. Then I know I'm protected, right? So, so nothing that anyone tries to do to me, it'll just slide right off. That's why I'm telling you all, you, you, you and I need to stop walking in fear. Stop allowing yourself to be afraid of what's going wrong and realize you have bodyguards. God has dispatched help. That's what Psalms 91 is saying. He has sent help to you. A thousand can fall at one side, 10,000 at the other, but it won't come near you. Uh, in other words, it, it, it may be near you, but you're not in it. Our, our nation is facing things that, that we've not experienced before. It may be near me, but I'm not in it. Economic distress may be all around, but I declare you're not in it. Are you hearing me? Because I see it differently. I know you and I are a part of the kingdom of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it will be close to me, but I'm not in it. I, I, I may get close to physical problems, but I, I rebuke the fact, I rebuke the notion and the word that there's a, a, an infirmity eating away at my body or your body. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because I have bodyguards. He's protecting me. He said a thousand can fall at one side, 10,000 at the other, but it won't come near me because I'm sheltered by the shepherd because no weapon formed against 
against me will be able to prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words, let me put it to you this way. Every person who's ever tried to fight me lost. Now, I don't mean fist fight. I mean, anybody that's ever tried to rise against me, I, I could list the names. Cindy knows a few, right? Anybody who's ever tried to fight me, talk about me, rise up against me, or our ministry has always lost. One lady rose against our ministry, spread all kinds of nasty stuff about us, whatever, and then she ended up having to run from the law and go to a whole other state because the IRS came in to shut her ministry down. Because she came for us and everyone said, what you going to do? What you going to do? I said, I'm going to do nothing. We had one intercessor just pray, God, shut the mouth of that woman. That's all she prayed one morning. I'll never forget it. Lord, shut that mouth. Lord, shove an apple in her mouth or something like that, she said. And it wasn't the next week the IRS came into the area and I mean, they shut them down. She was on the run. Hallelujah. She's still on the run. I'm not saying that to boast. I'm saying that to say, I don't fight my fights. I trust in whom he is. Are you hearing me? I trust in whom he is. I know what he says. So whoever decides to fight you and I, a lot of times we think we have to say something when someone comes for you on social media or someone attacks you in your family. I've learned just to, it's a hard thing for me to do, Ramona. I like to say things. Are you here? I, I like to get the last word. Anybody else like to get the last? Oh, yes. April does too. Yes. As Lois does too. I'm one of those, if you get into like a, you know, if we just argue about something, Cindy, I like to get the last word in. I want you to know I was right. And I like to put the knife in and twist it. Anybody, you get what I'm saying? See, I'm not always, you know, Pastor Adam. Sometimes I'm, I, I, I'm like, you know, Slick Willie. I like to just get right in there and let you know I was right. See, I told you. I told you. I like to do that with my kids sometimes too. You know, whatever. Anytime I know I was, see, I was right. Hallelujah. But see, what I've learned with God is God has taught me to a, a new restrained version of who I am. And that I, I hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit, just don't say nothing. Just don't say nothing. And I've watched how God works so much better than I ever do. Because when I have to get the last word in, then I, I, what I end up doing is putting distance between me and that person. But if I'll just sit there and be quiet, I watch how God says, I'll draw all men unto me. But see, what I end up doing when I open my mouth and he's trying to tell me to be quiet is I'm dr driving men from him. Because remember, I'm supposed to be an ambassador of who he is. And so anytime I'm trying to put the knife in and turn it a little bit, that's not drawing people to God. They're, they're saying, man, you all kind of crazy. You, you, you just like people I know trying to tell me you're right all the time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Am I making sense to you? I just have to trust in who he is. So he's taught me, Lois, believe it or not, to be quiet. Uh, Pastor Michelle, they can't be with us much anymore because they're helping a church and pastoring a church in Fairmont. And I'm glad to see that. And, 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 and yet she, she said to me some months ago, she said, you know, there's something different about you. She was under our ministry, served for a long time, uh, like Brandon and Cindy have been and Lois have been. And she said, you, you're just different. She said, you don't like freak out all the, over the things that you used to. Some of them remember all the excellence and how perfect everything had to be all the time, right? And I still believe in that. They said, she said, but you don't stress out over it when things go wrong. I said, no, because God's really taught me just to sh shut it down and not allow myself to get bent out of shape over the small stuff, stuff that in the end doesn't really matter anyway. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
So he's learned, he's taught me to, to, to be quiet, be still, and know that I'm God. Because you know what I, I try to do is, is you, you know how the louder you get, you can get a reaction out of some people? Brandon Cindy's going to preach my message for me. There, there are some people, if you poke them like a bear, you just keep poking at them, they'll blow. I, what I thought was, I'll be able to get the results if I keep poking it. If I keep bringing it up. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? With, with people, anybody, anybody ever hound someone? Be like, can't you do this? Can you wash the dishes? Can you do this? Can you put this up? Can you do that? Can you please not do that? Can you please not do that? And you do it, and you think you're going to get a result if you keep poking it. And I found out if I'm just be still, and I let God be God, and I just don't say nothing. And I maintain my peace. How God will change them, and I don't even have to sweat and lose my temper over it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, so I'm, I'm not preaching to Lois back there. I must be, David. I, I thought I heard amen. Okay, 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 amen. Amen. See, I knew there was a reason I was supposed to not go too far, but stay on Psalms 91. See, Psalms 91, we use it for encouragement all the time. It is. But Psalms 91 is also me learning to take responsibility for what I need to take responsibility so God can do the rest. Because a lot of times we want God to sweep in and we say, God, I want you to be uh, my, my shelter. I want you, I want to be uh, uh, sheltered by the shepherd. And God said, yeah, I'll shelter you. And I'll be your shelter and I'll be your shepherd. But would you quit sticking your head out from underneath my wing and running your mouth? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I've got you sheltered. I've got you covered, Adam. But if you keep sticking your head out of your car window and yelling at people, you're going to get popped in the head. Because part of being sheltered is if I'm sheltered and I'm protected, it means I don't have to say anything. I'm covered. So whatever they do, whatever they say, I don't have to respond to because he, he's in front of me. That's why he is my refuge, my strength, my fortress. In other words, he goes before me. So he's fighting. I don't have to. Oh, that's why I don't always have to say everything. Hallelujah. That's why I don't always have to have a response. And then those of us that, that, that get irritated when we don't get a response, anybody like that in here, meaning when, 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 when the other person's just shut down and we're not getting a rise out of them, all oh, that irritates us, don't it? Because then I feel like you're not hearing me. Then, I, then, I, then, I, then I'm not getting you to blow up, so I'm not going to get a reaction, right? Right? Oh, man. Uh-huh. And so what irritates us, what, you know what irritates us about that is when, when, when they're being restrained and, and they're not responding to you, even though they might be doing it for other reasons, just be like, I'm just going to show you. They may not realize it, but really they're just being still and knowing they're God and they're not giving you the reaction you want, but learning, they're learning the peace of God quicker than you are. Uh-oh, Lois says it makes me want to punch him. Oh, Jesus, we're getting into the real stuff today. Be still and know that I am God. Oh, be still and know that I am God. Hallelujah. In other words, Remember, I, I, I said all that because of me saying every person that ever fought me lost is you've got to realize if you want to win some of the things that you are dealing with right now in life, you've got to learn to just be still and let him be, allow yourself to be sheltered by the shepherd. 
Amen. Whatever David does that might light a fire in Lois, she needs to remember what it is to be sheltered by the shepherd and realize no matter what he might do to provoke her, just stay sheltered, right? I'm sure David never pokes at you to get a response. I'm sure of it, right? Uh, just like I never do, right? You and I need to remember part of being sheltered means if I'm sheltered, it's as if I'm not even there, right? When I am sheltered by something, my, my, my house keeps me sheltered from the elements, right? And so when I'm inside my house, when it was raining yesterday, it, it was as if it wasn't even raining outside because it wasn't getting in. But the moment you have to clap back at somebody, now you've opened yourself up to receive the element because you're not allowing yourself to be sheltered. So now I'm, I'm, I'm opening myself to receive whatever attack they're giving me. Instead of letting yourself being sheltered by the shepherd, my home is a shelter from the elements. I don't have to be too hot or too cold, right? When it's winter outside or when it got 85 this week and I flicked my AC on, it didn't affect me inside because I was sheltered. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for air conditioning. However, however, when you and I feel, when we feel the need, we've got to clap back all the time. You're, you're stepping out from underneath of that covering of being sheltered by the shepherd. God's saying, I'm here to shelter you. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to cover you. But the moment you have to get involved instead of allowing yourself to just operate in the peace of God and just let it roll off your back as if it was never even said or done to you, it's the moment now you're stepping out from underneath of his shelter. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look what he says right there in, 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 in verse 3. Only got a couple minutes. Watch this. Verse 3. All right, we'll continue it next week again. It's all right. Watch this. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Can I show this to you? Are you still with me? Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Now, what's interesting, when you really pay attention to Psalms 91, he notice he didn't stop the snare and he didn't stop the fowler. This goes back to what we said earlier. I'm sheltered by the shepherd that, 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 that no weapon formed against me would be able to prosper. In other words, he didn't say you wouldn't be in it. He just won't allow it to prosper. See, there are some things that you and I will be in that oftentimes we're like, well, this isn't what God's word says. No, he didn't say you wouldn't be in it. He just said he wouldn't allow it to prosper. That's why you and I have to take advantage of what it is to be sheltered by the shepherd. Lord, I may be in physical pain right now, but you're not going to let it prosper. God, I could be sick in some capacity, but he said, I won't let it prosper. This is where it comes in line where you and I have to rebuke anything that stands in contrast. When, when sickness starts growing in my body, I rebuke it because God's word says he won't allow it to prosper. He didn't say it wouldn't come but that he said, I won't allow it to prosper. If I'm in some extreme financial hardship, God, I thank you that you said you wouldn't let it to prosper so I can rebuke it now in the name of Jesus because it's not a part of your will for my life. So notice he says that, that he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. He didn't say the snare. He, he didn't stop the snare. He didn't stop the fowler. He just didn't prosper it. Watch this. He said, I will get you out when you think that you're caught. He will get you out when you think that you're caught. Now, now watch this. A snare is a trap. Just so we're clear. A snare is a trap. And a fowler is a trapper who specializes in setting up traps to apprehend often birds that are in the air. But he sets up the trap low to get the bird to come from its high place. Mm. Are you starting to hear what I'm saying? See, see, 
That's why the Bible says in Isaiah, they that wait upon the Lord shall they renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. God's will is for you and I to often soar above what, would re, what, what could attack us, what could, what could trap us. We're supposed to soar over those things, walk on the water instead of being overcome by the water, right? But oftentimes the, 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 there will come a trapper, a snare and a fowler that will try to get you and I to come down from the height of which we are to get us stuck to get us trapped, hallelujah. So a snare is a trap, a fowler is a trapper who specializes in setting up traps to apprehend the birds in the air, to, to bring us down from the height of our potential, down from the height of the potential, to bring us within the reach of the enemy. In other words, you and I need to be real careful of anything that's going to try to bring us down. That's why earlier I, I said about be careful of stepping out from underneath of the, 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 the wings that you and I are protected by. The minute I pipe into something that God's saying, Shh, be still about, I'm stepping into the trap. Oh. Are, are you starting to hear what I'm saying? The, the minute I, 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 I try to start managing my life because I have to get the last word in, I've just stepped into the trap of the fowler. He, he, you think you're just getting your last word with David Lewis, but what really happened is the enemy is saying, no, I'm going to bring you down to a lower height where I, can, where I can have control of you instead of you soaring at a height where God has intended you to soar. Amen? I'm using you as an example because I don't think you'll get too mad at me. All right? And if she does, she'll get over it. All right? Listen, that's what the enemy tries to do is he, he uses a trap to bring you down to a lower level. How many of you have ever lost your temper and when you were done, you're like, man, I screwed that up. I've, you, I've been transparent about myself the times I've jumped out of my car and yelled at people and things in my, my road rage. You know, I, I won't go there again. Uh, but I've done things like that, right? And, and, and I've done that. And I'm thinking, man, Adam, you screwed up so bad. There's been times at food distributions I've lost it because somebody did something. April knows. I, I mean, I've lost it standing in the alley because somebody did something wrong or somebody comes down and yells at us because somebody blocked their driveway or whatever. And I'm like, would you get out of here? I got 1,200 cars to worry about. And you're coming down here and tell me about your driveway get out of here right or whatever there's been times I've lost it and when it was all over and my adrenaline receded I'm like Ed, you made a fool of yourself mm. yeah see Gloria's shaking her head she gets me right she gets me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when I finally realized I screwed up what, what I'm realizing is I stepped into the trap I stepped into the trap of a familiar place that God has been trying to get me to soar above. He said, Adam, if you won't step into that anger, if you won't step into that, that place of your flesh and you'll learn to just soar over it and just let people say and do what they're going to do, that then you won't get to a place where the enemy can get a rise out of you. In other words, God's trying to get you and I to a higher place in him. But if we keep allowing some of these things to trip us up and catch us in the trap, God's saying, I can never get you to where what I've shown you that I want to get you to. I can never provide to you in your life some of the things I've promised you because you keep allowing these silly little traps to catch you up. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's bringing me down from the height of my potential. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But as long as I'm flying high in the height of my potential, the enemy can't reach me. But he tries to just set up a trap to, to keep me in his domain. Hallelujah. Whew. Hallelujah. You and I got to know what God has established and created us to be. God has made you and I to be people that could fly. 
But often we'll find ourselves trapped by the fowler. Hallelujah. But what God is saying right here in Psalms 91, look what he says. You surely, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. God says, while you are trapped, he's saying, don't worry. Here's the good news. If you and I find ourselves stepping in another trap, and some of you probably leave here today and step into a trap. You'll be like, oh, that's what the preacher told me not to do, and I did it. You'll leave here and you'll find yourself stepping in a trap. But watch this. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. God says, while you're trapped, don't worry about it. Because he says, I'm going to deliver you from the snare of the fowler. That's what you and I have to trust and know. Is that he says, surely he will, he will deliver you. That, 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 that's the God that we serve. He's coming to deliver you. Even though you step in it, that's, listen to how awesome God is. God's saying, even when you step in it, David, he'll come and deliver you. He said, even when, when you step in it and you know you stepped in it, you don't have to do anything. He said, I'm just coming because, because I am that kind of God for you. That's how bad and how awesome God is on our behalf. God says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. So Lois, every time we get our mouth in trouble, just, 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 just be like, the fowl, he's coming to deliver me. He, he's coming to get me out. But next time, even though I know he's coming, I, 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 I'll be a little bit less uh, urgent to get myself into the trap, right? Because I don't know, he, he'll, he, he'll, he'll come to deliver me. I just don't know how long it's going to take him to come get me out of it. Because I've learned every time I get myself into the trap, I'll stay a little longer next time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He said he'd come. He just didn't say when. Right? I know y'all expected to be immediate, but he said, surely he will deliver me from the hand, from the snare of the fowler. He just didn't say when. Hallelujah. Say, I'm coming out of this. Hallelujah. I'm coming out of this. See, we can be in a trap of sickness. We can be in a trap of pain. We can be a trap of whatever. I may be in the trap, but I'm not of the trap. I may be in the trap. I'm not of the trap because God says in his word, surely he shall deliver me. Hallelujah. And in order to deliver me out of it, I have to be into it. I have to be into it. Now, I know there's a lot of church people that often act like they're never into anything, that they never got into anything. But the truth of the matter is, is everyone in this place was into something at some point in time in your life. You weren't always good. You didn't always look cute, right? We didn't always have our act together. Every one of us. Sometimes I still get myself caught up into something, right? Right? Sometimes we just do. But in order for God to deliver you, you have to be into something. Hallelujah. That's why I can appreciate some of your transparency in this room where you know what it's like when your mouth gets in front of where God wants you to be or you know what it's like when you get yourself into, into some kind of a trap he God said he will get me out of it but in order to get me out of it I first have to be into it that's why church is a place where you and I should be able to be real in order for God to get me out of anything I have to first acknowledge that I'm first in it hallelujah you are God's and you are not meant to be in the snare of the flower of the uh, of the fowler. You, you have to know that you were not meant to be in the snare of the fowler. He said, surely he will deliver you. Surely he will deliver you out of the snare of the fowler. And even from the perilous pestilence. I, I'm not even going to get into the perilous pestilence because uh, we'll end up somewhere else. We've seen a little bit what that is like when we went through COVID, but it's still nothing like what, what, what Moses was able to see when it came to plagues. We, we saw in the news what it was like to have 
bodies and uh, bodies upon bodies stacked in cooler trucks, right? But we haven't really lived through the dramatics of what we see through the Old Testament that Moses lived through. But but he said, surely he would deliver you from the snare of the fowler and even of perilous pestilence, right? We, we know a little bit, but surely we haven't even seen what it is God's been able to deliver us from some of us some of us God has delivered us from many things some of us are still here because God delivered us from something that should have killed us God delivered us from something that should have taken our life God delivered us from something some of us are here and you had COVID they said you you probably won't make it but you're here right some of us are here and and other health stuff we've been through but God delivered us from it right because that's who he is he's a deliverer and just the same way that God delivered you from that is the same way that God comes to deliver you and I each and every day. We have to trust in who he is and trust that we are sheltered by the shepherd. And so because I'm sheltered by the shepherd, I'll stop right there. Because I'm sheltered by the shepherd, Hallelujah. That means I need to just be still and know that he is God. I need to be still and trust in who he is. I need to not get in his way. I don't have to have the last word. Uh, amen. I, I, I don't have to egg the enemy on. I don't have to poke the bear to try to get another reaction. I'm just going to live my life, life trusting I am sheltered by the shepherd. So whatever and whoever comes for you and I, I'm sheltered by the shepherd. Whatever is going wrong in my life, I'm sheltered by the shepherd. I may be in it, but I'm not of it. Amen. I, I, I may be struggling right now in some way, but I'm not of it. Hallelujah. I, I may be sick, but I'm not of it. I may be in it, but I'm not of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I may be in the rain, but I'm not of the rain. Right? I, I can be in a storm, but I'm not of the storm because surely he shall deliver me. Surely he shall. He is a deliverer. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? He is a deliverer. That is the God that we serve. He is a deliverer. And so whatever you and I are in right now, he will snatch you out. If you will just trust in who he is, if you will trust who he is, that, that you are sheltered by the shepherd, let God do the work. Let God do the delivering. Stay out of his way and you'll watch how quickly he will get you out of where you are right now. Hallelujah. I hope what I'm telling you makes sense. There's going to be a part three to this because I didn't get very far. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna continue with this next week, and I'm going to start tying in Psalms 23 with Psalms 91. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, of how we're not just sheltered by the shepherd, how he is our shepherd. Hallelujah, how he is our shepherd. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why are you, why are you wanting and longing for things that you haven't seen? Mm. How many things have we wanted and desired that we haven't seen come to pass yet? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Perhaps we don't trust him to be the shepherd that he says that he is. That we should know that he is. If you can learn to trust him in the small ways of being quiet when you know you should be quiet, you'll be able to see how the shepherd will begin to release to you things that he promised to you that you haven't seen manifest yet. If you can start trusting him in the small ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you'll watch God bless and move in your life if you can just trust him in small ways. Stop peeking your head from out underneath the shadow of his wings when you get in trouble. Don't have to have the last word. Then you're going to be able to see the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He makes us to lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside the still waters. In other words, when, when there, there can be chaos all around us, but you and I can be at peace. 
Hallelujah. When everyone else is losing their mind, you can just be at peace. Be steadfast and immovable. Right. Chaos all around you. People losing their mind. Peace. Peace. Not worried, not losing sleep. Peace. Because I can trust in the shepherd more than I do anything else. Peace. He who abides under the shadow of Almighty. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Whatever you are in right now, he will, he shall deliver you. Help is on the way. Thank you, Lord. Stand to your feet if you can. Hallelujah. Help is on the way. Help us on the way. He's helping you and I. Even through this word, he's helping you and I. Hallelujah. He's helping you and I. He's helping you and I. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's helping you and I to get in the position to receive all that he has for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now for your word, God, for, the, for the, just the nuggets that, God, you, you gave to us today. God, you're, you're helping us that, Lord, you're, you're going to change the way that which we've been living, the way in which we've even been behaving. God, we're going to start trusting in you. God, that, that, that you, we're going to trust you in all of these ways that, Lord, we've covered today. Lord, that surely we are, we are, we are, we are sheltered by the shepherd. God, I don't, I don't have to chime in. I don't have to get in the way. I don't even have to try to fight some of my battles because, God, I'm sheltered. And if I'm covered, God, that means whatever's trying to get to me has to get to you first. And so, God, if it has to get to you, it means you will deal with it before it ever gets to me. And so, Father, I, I can walk in peace. I can walk and keep my mouth quiet. I, I, I can just stay sheltered and never have to, to get involved in what's trying to get to me because, Lord, I'm sheltered by the shepherd. And so, Father, we just put our trust in you. God, even when I can't trace you, we're going to trust you in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I pray that you continue to draw on us. God, continue to give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding. God, deep and great wisdom by your Holy Spirit, Lord, through Psalms 91, that, God, we're going to be a better version of ourselves. That, Lord, we're going to start acting like, looking like, walking like, and talking like you in more ways than, Lord, what we have. I thank you, the Lord, as we leave this place today, that, Lord, we'll take you with us. Lord, you will walk with us, talk with us, Lord. The Lord, as we act and react to situations, that God will just become more like you, will become more possessed by you, Lord. That, that when we walk, when we talk, when we act, when we respond to things, it'll be you and not us that's responding, because it is the God in me that's going to respond to the situation and not me, because I'm sheltered by the shepherd. I'm sheltered. God, teach us this word. God, bring it back to us and make it real to us each and every day as we go throughout this week. Help us to learn and understand more, more in such a greater way what it is to be sheltered by you, what it is to be protected by you, to allow you to fight for us. I don't have to fight because you're fighting for us in the name of Jesus. You go before us, God. You, you deal with what's trying to get to us before it ever has to get to us. So, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that we stand in this place sheltered by you, covered by you, protected by you in the name of Jesus. Now, God, be our shepherd as we go through this week. God, demonstrate how you're shepherding us and how you're guarding us and how you're guiding us and how you're standing, standing at the gate protecting us. God, demonstrate it, reveal it to us in miraculous ways throughout this week, I pray in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that every word spoken today, every word of wisdom, every word of knowledge,
knowledge, God, every prophetic word today, God, will go forth and accomplish what it was sent to do. Lord, you said you sent your word and it will not return to you void. So, Father, I thank you that, Lord, whatever you've spoken from the pulpit or through any word of prophecy today, God will do what, it, what you have sent it out to do in the name of Jesus. Because, Lord, we know that it will not come back to you without accomplishing what it was sent to do. So we receive it. We believe it, and we thank you, Lord, for it. God bless the week ahead for these people. Lord, we already prophesied favor over April, but God, favor over our lives, favor in everything that we put our hand to. Why? Because we're sheltered by the shepherd. Sheltered by the shepherd. So, Father, I thank you for supernatural favor. Favor that doesn't make sense. In the name of Jesus, favor that doesn't make sense. And God, I pray as we leave this place and Lord, as we give our tithes and our offerings, God, bless it, multiply it, bring increase. And God, as we give, I thank you that your word says that when we give, you rebuke the devourer. So Lord, everything that's trying to, to take God what you've blessed us with, you rebuke it as we give. So Lord, I thank you for it today. I praise you for it. We honor you. We bless you. Cover your people as they go through this week. Be their shepherd. And we'll give you the glory and the honor and the praise for it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you thanks and praise. And the church says, amen and amen. Church, have a beautiful week in Jesus. Take the word of God with you and be blessed. Amen.